Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to another episode of Priorities on Purpose. It's your girl, Melissa. And today we are going to be talking about the three words that I have been talking about for as long as I can remember as I've been walking this journey out. It's a word God gave me. I believe it was in 2020. I don't know if it's the first time I talked about it or a year in or whatever, but we're talking about circling the wagon. That's what we're talking about again, because you cannot hear this word enough. And it is so important. God gave me this word, circle the wagon. I have had it written on my mirror for a long time. Now that we're selling the house, I took it off my mirror for obvious reasons. Like people are going to be like, what in the world? What does that mean? Which I should have just said, put a business card, call me, let's talk. Because they need to circle the wagon too, right? circle the wagon. It's a conversation that we're having and how God is saying, like, you need to be prepared. There are things you can do today, starting right now. And honestly, through this journey for myself, like, there's always more work to do because we're never going to arrive, right? Like, we don't live in a bubble. If we lived in a bubble, we wouldn't need to necessarily circle the wagon because we would already be protected from everything. And I've said this a lot, circle the wagon. It's not to scare you. It's to prepare you. It's a word that God gave me to say, listen, the attacks are going to come, but the attacks don't have to hit as hard as what they will if you don't get your stuff together. I can't tell you how many times, and I might talk about it in this episode, how many times in the Bible I have read, get ready, get ready. It's in there so many times, like we must get ready. When we are living the life that God has called us to, and we are really actively and intentionally working to live out his purpose for our life, and we are building his kingdom, the hits are gonna come. But again, you can protect yourself, protect your family, by preparing ahead of time. If you know there's going to be an attack, there will be. The Bible says, hey, the enemy is going to come. There are things that we can do to limit the devastation that could come. And it's all about being intentional and protecting what God has given us and stewarding our things well. And so this episode is from October 2021. and. I just feel like it's a really good episode and I hope you like it as much as I do. And I will tell you, like, God gave me the word in November 2020, I believe. Circle the wagon. Get ready. Start. You got to get it together. It is now October 2023 and I am still circling the wagon. And so I want you to know that where you are today, there is still more preparation. It's You're never going to be at a place where you've arrived. So we have to continue to ask the questions like, what can I do to protect what God has given me so that when the enemy comes, I won't be down for long or I won't be down at all. And so, again, I think this is just a really powerful conversation, even if it's just me talking. I hope you love it. And I hope you're not tired of hearing this message because I'm pretty sure I'm going to be talking about this the rest of my life because it makes such a difference. We have 
to circle the wagon for us to be as valuable as we can be for the kingdom of God. I hope you're ready. Let's go. Hey there, I'm Melissa Bat, the host of Priorities on Purpose, a podcast for overwhelmed direct sellers who want to grow their income, audience, and influence without sacrificing their mental health and main priorities. Whether you're just starting a new adventure or you're 15 years in and have already climbed the ranks, I want to help you have the life and the business of your dreams. Can you see it? Can you feel it? Or maybe you thought you had it and something changed. Whether you have your entire dream mapped out or have completely given up on all the possibilities, I'm here to remind you that God is bigger than the little box we put him in. This side gig is part of his plan. It's not your sole purpose, but it absolutely has purpose. As a Christian life and business coach, I'm here to help you get out of your head and live with intention so you can enjoy what matters most without the guilt. More time to do what you love, more peace, more impact, more money, and opportunities to give to those you wanna help. I promise to be your hype girl, business bestie, and biggest cheerleader as I share proven and simple strategies that will be sure to help you live a fulfilled life with a strong, sustainable business. Are you ready to stop chasing all the shiny things and get laser focused? Put your earbuds in while you're cooking dinner or folding that laundry and let's get to it, friend. This is one time when multitasking is actually going to be beneficial. Here's what I want to talk to you guys about today, and this is going to be a little bit of a juicy topic. It shouldn't be controversial, okay? But in today's world, I feel like it's it's slightly controversial. I have been saying this for a really long time. And as I see it more and more, I almost feel bad talking about it, but I've been talking about it for a really long time. And now it's to the point where... I feel like I need to scream it at the top of my lungs. Not going to do that today. I'm going to save your ears, but I'm going to talk about this. Okay, so we have a problem, and that is that we have been living life day by day, flying by the seat of our pants, living on the hamster wheel of life, and it is not serving us. If this pandemic has showed us anything, It is to expect the unexpected and know that life happens, right? And so these are the things I'm going to talk about. Circling the wagon, preparing for the resistance, and being proactive to pursue peace. Now, funny story. I didn't bring my Bible out here, so I'm not planning on doing a whole lot of preaching. But I do want to challenge you guys to go read Ephesians chapter 2, verses 14, probably like verse 14 through 21. Last week, as I was reading the book of Romans, something caught my attention because of my Bible, like kind of like a devotional thing. So it has like devotionals in it as well. And so one of the devotionals was really good. And then it has corresponding verses with it. And so I went on and there was a verse in Ephesians chapter three, verses 14. And so yesterday when I was reading my Bible, I knew like last week in my journal, I'd ran out of time and I had to quit but I had left space to write this verse that was super like, it just was like screaming out at me. And so when I went to do that, I wrote the verse down wrong. And so somehow yesterday I ended up on Ephesians chapter two, verses 14, which is all about peace. How many of you know that today 
is a day when if we're not pursuing peace, we will not find it. Okay. We are not going to find peace unless we pursue it. We have to be pursuing peace. Chapter two, verse 14. It's very simple. For he himself is our peace. There's a whole lot more to it, which I strongly recommend you go and read it because it is definitely something that I'm seeing a lot more where we are not living in the peace that God has given us because we aren't living with him. Wasn't expecting to say that out loud right now, but there you go. There we have it. So he himself is our peace. If we're pursuing peace, we should be pursuing him. Again, that's a little bonus. Wasn't really planning on going there, but you can have that too. It's free. All right. So circle the wagon. I want to talk about this because when we are pursuing peace, it means that we also have to be proactive. Okay. Proactive means like you have to stop. You got to get off the hamster wheel of life. You have to be strategic, be proactive and kind of have a plan. Your plan isn't necessarily so that you get to mark everything off your list, although that is great when it is, but it's to give you like an idea of where you're going. Because if you don't know where you're going, you could fall into this place of being somewhere you don't want to be. And that's where I feel like a lot of us have been is a place where we don't really want to be. We're in a rut. We're in a funk where we're struggling from day to day. We're so annoyed and just discontent being in this place of going through the motions. It's like, is this all life is? Is this it? There's got to be more to this than doing this every day, all day. My kid had said that to me yesterday. You know, I was like, how was school? When I picked him up, I was like, did you have a good day? What What's going on? Because he just looked like he was in a bad mood. And he was like, just doing the same thing over and over. How many of us in life do the same thing over and over, but at the same time, like we're not going anywhere. We're not getting anywhere. We're not doing anything that is moving the the mountain or moving like where God has us and where God wants us, right? And so life is definitely a journey. And I remember as a senior in high school, I had to make this poetry notebook and in it, one of the poems had to be about life. I legit chose that song. Life is a dance. You learn as you go. Sometimes you lead. Sometimes you follow. Like, I don't know where that came from, but I always said I don't sing because I hate to sing and I don't think I have a good voice to sing, you know, but I, I do. Life is a dance. You learn as you go. Sometimes you lead. Sometimes you follow. How about we be proactive and we choose to pursue where we want to go. Not a matter of leading. It's not about following. It's about just knowing where you want to go. Do you know where you want to go? It's not, it's time to figure that out. Second of all, last year, as I read through a book, I've talked about it over and over and over. And that word is circle the wagon. Circle the wagon. It is time to get your crap together. If you don't have your crap together, guess what? It ain't going to get together by itself. You've got to work to pursue what you want. And that is, so hopefully have your crap together. This is about getting things in order and preparing for the resistance. One thing that I have recognized as I went through this journey, y'all, 
For those who are in a funk, I am here to speak to you right now. If you're in a funk or you are struggling, you have been battling with depression or just feel like you're in a pit or you're burnout, you're just struggling in life right now and like, what is happening? I want you to know that's where I started. Okay, that is where I started. It took me being in the pit and being in the funk for me to get to this place where I am now of recognizing that I didn't want to live like that anymore and I am not going to live like that anymore. Do I still have bad days? Absolutely. But those bad days are less than the good days. And it all started with me recognizing that I'm here for a purpose. God created me to be here at this time for a purpose. And the same is true for you. You may not know what your purpose is yet. That's totally fine. That's not really what we're talking about here. But just knowing that like, okay, I know that God has called me to speak life into people. That pretty much is it. Speaking life into people. And so in speaking life into people, I have to recognize that if I'm going to live that out, then I need to prepare for resistance because I don't want to get super like spiritual in all of that. But how many of you know that when you are doing God's will, the enemy comes to attack and destroy and wreak havoc on anything that he possibly can get into because he does not want you living out your purpose. That's the whole point. Like he doesn't want you doing that. He's going to get in the way and he's going to do everything he can. But guess what? He's not victorious. God is. But you have a part in this, okay? You have a part. And in that, you can wallow in self-pity on a bad day or you can recognize, okay, I'm going to live on my purpose. That means the resistance is going to come. Expect the resistance. It's not like surprise. And for so long, I felt this. Like how many of you have went away somewhere? I know for me, when I was in, 31, the conferences or retreat, like you leave and you're on this high and you walk in the door of your house and it's like life just smacks you upside the head and reminds you that you really are not the boss. So in that, preparing for that ahead of time, when I have retreats, when I go into these retreats, one of the things that I've been saying is like, prepare for when you get home. Because when you get home, you just came with this like, amazing feeling of just like on top of the world you've been poured into. You're ready to conquer all the things and do all the things. And so in doing that, you have to remember that the enemy doesn't want you to live that out. The enemy wants you to be defeated. And so he's got to try to defeat you. You can prepare for resistance. How do you prepare for resistance? You start paying attention and recognizing different things and how he could attack you and then prepare in advance. That is circling the wagon, prepare in advance. For me, I know that in November when I wrote that on my mirror, still on my mirror, haven't cleaned it off yet, it says circle the wagon and that means get things in order. Some of you guys don't know the reason I actually quit 31 was because I knew that when I started speaking out on things God wants me to speak out on, the enemy was going to come to attack. I needed to be able to pay attention, which meant I needed to be very purposeful on how I spend my time. And I needed more time. That is why I ended up quitting 31. I knew that I was going to be speaking on some very sensitive topics that have held women captive and prisoners and shame 
for a really long time and no more of that. Like, I am going to speak out about it and I'm going to say, like, you do not need to live in that shame of what was because God has set you free. And shame is what holds a lot of us back for a really long time, whether we recognize it or we don't. Shame is a great way the enemy holds you back from living out what God wants you to live out. Okay, so preparing for the resistance, I knew that enemy would come to attack my marriage, my family, my health, and my finances. Those are some areas where I knew that the enemy would come to attack. What can I do to be proactive? Because when you are living in a state of reaction mode, guess what? that is not where peace is. You cannot have peace and be in reaction mode at the same time, in my opinion. And so I want to be proactive. I am a fly by the seat of my pants girl. I've lived my life that way my entire life until now. And I still like kind of get caught back up into that. And I'm like, nope, not doing that. And so circling the wagon and preparing for resistance. When you're circling the wagon, you're looking at those like four corners all sides of your life. Like if you're married, that includes your marriage, your finances, your health, your family, your relationships, right? Let's get those things in order. If the enemy comes to attack that, first of all, don't you want to be prepared? There are some things you can do now to make those hits not hit as hard. And one of those that I'm going to talk about now is finances. So when we talk about finances, there are a lot of things that we can talk about, right? We can talk about getting out of debt, obviously, but also knowing that like saving money, having a savings, being very mindful of how you spend your money or preparing yourself for a job transition or something like that. Listen, do you know how many people have lost their jobs in the last two years? A lot. And I don't know about you, but when I signed up for 31 in 2009, We had just moved clear across country for my husband's job. We moved in May. He lost that job in September. And it was that moment at that time that I said, no more. Like, I do not want to have me forced to do something I do not want to do for money. In that time, like, I didn't want to move away. But I'm glad I did. It was definitely what God wanted for us. But at the time, like, I did not want to move away. I wanted to make that decision for other reasons. And so I made a decision then, like, I don't want to have to be bound to specific decisions and not have a choice in the matter. I want to be able to make the choice that's best for me without feeling forced into it. When we moved to Kentucky, We didn't have to move to Kentucky, but I knew it was the right decision. And so we did end up moving again, which is hilarious when I tell the story because I'm like, I did not want to have to ever be removed from my husband's job. So anyways, but that it it was a little bit different at that time. And so I just want you guys to know, like there are things like it is time to be proactive. And when people are losing their jobs for whatever reason, job losses, my husband's an engineer. And so We have known job loss since the beginning. We got married really young. I was 19. He was 21. And he's an engineer. Like engineers, I don't know. Like they don't stay places for very long, typically. And I think the reason for that is because it comes to a point where it's like, okay, either you're going to go or they're going to let you go. So especially when he was in the manufacturing, like core industry and all of that, it was 
I don't know how I got on the subject, but manufacturing and especially in Indiana was not good. So anyways, side note, you got to prepare. And so if you have a dream or you have just something that God has put on your heart for you or for your family, whether it be like additional income that's necessary or getting out of debt or whatever, like it is time to start putting those things into action. We downsized. When we moved to the house that we're in now, I knew that downsizing was what was going to be necessary for where I want to go. Did I want to do it? Absolutely not. I mean, my pride definitely took a hit, but it was where God wanted me and he definitely needed to humble me. And so when we downsized, it allowed us to have freedom. And I don't know about you, but I want freedom to make choices. And so at that time, downsizing and our lifestyle was definitely necessary. And so I want you to know, like, it is time to circle the wagon, get things in order, pay attention. You can't be paying attention when you're flying by to the seat of your pants in reaction mode, going from here to there to here to there and doing all the things. It's time to start paying attention, eliminating the unnecessary things in your life so that you aren't so busy, you're blind. And then be proactive, pay attention, look around. Is your marriage in a good place? Is your relationship with your children in a good place? Where could the enemy hit? And what can you do ahead of time to protect that? For me, I knew, okay, number one, my marriage, because there was a day in time when I felt like our marriage was invincible. We're going to be together forever. I now know that for me to believe that would be very detrimental because nothing is guaranteed in this world, okay? So I want you to know, like, start pursuing your relationship with your spouse. Start pursuing healthy for your life. I know for me, I have never nurtured my body, okay? I ate like crap. I would diet, go on binge diets and then binge eat. And it was just always about losing the weight or how I looked or I wanted to be skinnier or whatever. It wasn't because I loved my body and therefore I treated my body like a machine. I did not get respect that it deserves. And in that was an area that God had showed me like, listen, you got to take care of yourself. You are here for a purpose and the enemy is going to come to attack you. There are certain things you can do to prepare and protect from when the enemy comes, right? And so in that, it is trying to fill my body with good food, right? Exercising, just taking care of myself. Y'all, we do not, like how many of us do that? I would say the majority don't. I've had plenty of conversations with my mom. I love her, but you know, she really was like, she's all about losing the weight and not necessarily doing it in a healthy way. And I was very much like that. I would take the diet pills, the low carb, zero carb diet. I did everything. None of those were about me becoming healthy. They were all in, how can I lose 50 pounds the fastest? And I have learned how to treat my body better and give it respect and know like I'm in this for the long haul. When you know your purpose and where God wants you, you then feel like, listen, I need to be here and do my best to be a good steward of that. 
Be a good steward of your finances. Be a good steward of your time with your relationships, with your spouse, all of that. Hey friend, that's it for this episode. If you found value, I would love it if you could take a couple of seconds and leave me a quick review. While it may seem super simple, it is so beneficial and gives me the opportunity to help more women. Also take a screenshot and share it on social media with your biggest aha today. Don't forget to tag me at Melissa Bad Official so we can connect. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, friend, keep walking it out one baby step at a time because God's got you.